0: Pastor Chris's podcast. Today I want to talk a little bit about how to pray for 30 minutes. Some people uh, don't find that to be a problem. Other people may think of 30 minutes of prayer and that might seem overwhelming. Uh, How would you do that? It's really not as difficult as you might think. And so we're going to go through that today. But first let me read to you from 1 Timothy chapter... 2 and verses 1 through 4. First Timothy 2 1 through 4. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority, so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and it pleases God and our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, before I begin to teach you how to pray for 30 minutes, I need to convince you that, that you must pray, that prayer is important. At its heart, prayer is communion with God. Prayer is the lifeblood of Christianity. Prayer is not just something Christians do. It is the soul of who we are. It's at the very heart. Christians believe that we were created by God for a very real personal relationship with God. So if you're not praying, you're not communing with God in an active and real relationship personal relationship if you're not communing with him if you're not praying you're not really spending that time with him you're not fulfilling the purpose for which you were created think about it can you be a real friend to someone you never ever talk to or spend time with how could you call them your friend if you never ever talk to them or spend time with them can you be a good husband or a good wife If you never talk to or spend time with your spouse, can you be a good parent if you never spend time with or talk to your children? I mean, I know how biology works. I know that you can create life. You can give birth, but you can't really be a legitimate parent unless you have a real personal relationship with your children. And this prayer is the same with God. Prayer is the way we spend time with God. As with most vibrant relationships, prayer usually involves talking to God. You don't have to use fancy language or try to make a speech. Um, you, You just simply talk to God. You don't have to talk to God the way I talk when I pray on Sunday mornings up here in the pulpit. You have to understand, please, actually... Please don't try to pray to God on your own, personally, in your personal time, just the way that I preach on Sunday morning, because what I'm doing from here is a public prayer. It's a a prayer that's not just my prayer, it's a prayer for all of us. And so it's going to sound different, and it does sound different than the way I pray when I'm all by myself, is it's just me and God. What we're doing here is, is a public prayer, and what we do in private is a private prayer. So um usually when I'm praying by myself, I'm just talking to God like a kid talks to their mom or their dad uh, probably to God a lot of times have you ever heard a, a two or a three year old talking to their parents and they're just gibber jabbering all over the place? It's the cutest thing in the world and a lot of times parents don't even understand what their kid is saying, but they just not uh-huh because they're glad they're talking and I think sometimes God might think our prayers, my prayers sound like that when I'm praying. In private because I'm just a kid that's talking to his heavenly father and that's okay God loves that and God loves that if if you pray that way too sometimes prayer is talking to God like a child talks to a father but sometimes prayer is not talking at all it's just being with God maybe sitting quietly or reading a book together or watching a movie together, listening to music with God, or riding in a car and knowing that God is with you and being actively aware that He is there and doing it intentionally. Friday and Saturday, my wife Kelly and I, we we, we kind of took a spontaneous trip up to Asheville, North Carolina. and We just needed to get away for a couple of days and we realized we had the ability and the time, so we did it. Now, it's a three and a half hour drive to Asheville, North Carolina. It was just me and her in the car. Now, do you think we talked the entire time that we were going there? We did not. Now, some people might be able to do that. Some people might like to do that. But uh, 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 we are relatively quiet people. We don't talk a lot. And frankly, talking for three and a half hours would drive both of us crazy. (laughs) We would lose our minds. We would just get tired of doing it. Uh, And I'm so glad that I married someone that I can just be quiet with. Uh, So we do talk while we're riding in the cars, but then there are times when we just are quiet and we hold hands and we're just together. And that's wonderful. And sometimes spending time with God through prayer is just being quiet in His presence. Listening maybe to what He might say as you prayerfully read your Bible or just meditate. So enough explanation about prayer. How do you do it? How can you pray for 30 minutes? So the following is one way that you could pray for 30 minutes. I I got this this past week. I was looking for some resources and I found this online on the website for Athens First United Methodist Church. So uh, if you struggle to pray for extended periods of times, perhaps this will help. Perhaps this will help you. And in your bulletin, there is a little handout there. It's the formula that's broken down into sections that include a time for praise and reading scripture, meditation, confession, intercession, listening, recording, petitions. Praying for family, praying for the church, praying for government leaders, and then giving thanks. If you pray through each of these sections, if you just take two and a half minutes on each section and add that all up together, you will come up with about 30 minutes of prayer. So it's really not as difficult as it might seem. You will need a few things in order to follow this formula. You'll need a Bible. Um, You will need a notebook and maybe a pen or a pencil or something else to write with. And, this is important, you'll need a quiet place where you can uh, be alone and be uninterrupted for 30 minutes. Now that, in and of itself, could be a miracle for some people. But it, it may require that you get up before other people, or stay up and don't go to bed until after everybody else has gone to sleep. Or it may require that you get in your car and, and you know, leave and go somewhere else, or go outside and find a place where you won't be interrupted. Um, So here's how we do it. We're going to start off first by praising God. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. And so that's what we want to do at the beginning of the prayer. This is a great way to begin 30 minutes of prayer. Call out to God, praise him for his creation think about his love and his wisdom and praise him think about the wonder of god's creation and how they testify to the glory of god and then praise god for who he is just revel in the wonder of the god of the universe we'll do that for a couple of minutes and then we're going to read a scripture second timothy verse 3 verses 16 through 17 says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good. So uh, maybe you can read a psalm of praise to the Lord. And here are some suggestions. You can um, The Bible that you have with you, you can, you can read Psalm 100. It's a great hymn of praise. Uh, psalm 23, you know, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. You could read through Psalm 23. Read Psalm 121 is another good one. I lift my eyes up to the hills. From where does my help come from? And read through that psalm. Or maybe Psalm 34. Or you could pick a psalm or another scripture that you find to be one of your favorites. And, and as you read it, Pray. The passage pray the passage turn the words of the passage into the word into your words of prayer ask God as you pray as you read through ask God to help you understand what something of what he's saying in that passage and let that passage that scripture fill your mind and impact your heart we do that for about two and a half minutes you've got five minutes of prayer down now next you're going to meditate on God's Word Psalm 119.11 says, I treasure your word in my heart. So take a few minutes to meditate on the scripture you've just read or on another passage that came to mind while you were reading. Just to think about it and mull it over. Contemplate again and again in your mind what is God saying to you through that passage. Do that for two and a half minutes and now you have prayed for seven and a half minutes. And then next you're going to confess first John 1 9 says if we confess our sins he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness so take some time you know we're very quick to say Lord forgive me or forgive me of my sins we take some time to think about what are you asking to be forgiven for what is it that you really need forgiveness don't make it just a generic statement Take some time to evaluate specific attitudes that you have, thoughts that you have, words that you have said, things that you have done that, bring, that God brings to mind. I need to pray about these things. I need to confess these sins to God. I need to humbly ask for His forgiveness and cleansing. A lot of time, uh, before we can make any improvements in our life, we have to understand what the problem is. But we so quickly pass over our sinfulness, and we don't think about it. We don't have a chance to ask God to forgive us for it and help us do better. So it's been some time confessing, and now you are up to 10 minutes of prayer. Next, you move to intercession. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone. Pray to the Lord on behalf of other people. We all have people in our lives that we know are in need. Uh, We have in our bulletin uh, a list of people that we are praying for. Uh, Take that bulletin with you and keep it with you. As you pray, go through that list and pray for these people by name. Pray for renewal in the hearts of believers everywhere. Pray Pray diligently for everything that comes to your mind, for the needs That we need God's help with. And now you're up to 12 minutes and a half. So next you're going to listen. Take a few minutes. To quiet your heart. Be still before God. Psalm 29 verse 2 and verse 4 says. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of His name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. So take some time to ask God to speak to you. Be quiet and listen. And now you're up to 15 minutes. So next we're going to record your prayers and insights. Now we're going to take out that notebook that we have with us and we're going to take out a pen or a pencil and we're going to write. Take a few minutes to write down some notes that came to mind as you were listening to what God was saying. Write down the insights and the direction that God gave you during your prayer time so far. You could even write out a prayer, write out a few words of prayer or something that you think God wants you to do. You know, when we're praying, sometimes we feel like God wants you to do something and you think about it and then you forget it and you don't do it because you forgot it. But if you have that notebook, you can jot down a few little notes so that you will remember later and you can go back and do it. And, you know, here's the thing. It takes a little bit longer to write than it does to think. It takes a little bit longer to write than it does to speak. And so as you're writing, it forces you to slow down a little bit and it allows things to happen between you and God while you are writing. Now you're up to 17 and a half minutes of prayer. So next, take a couple of minutes to spend on petitions. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says, "Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ." You know, it is a it's a it's a wonderful thing not to worry, to be at peace, to know that everything's going to be okay. And that's not the natural state of humanity because of the sinful world and the sinful nature that we have ever since the fall. But God wants to give us that. He wants to give us that peace that passes all understanding. And you can have it through prayer. Prayer is the key so much for whatever anxiety you are facing. So instead of letting your mind wander into about all of the things that you need to worry about and things that might happen and fears that you have, instead of doing that, spend a few minutes sharing your personal requests with God. What do you need? What are you worrying about? What is the little fears that are surrounding you and clouding your mind, keeping you from being at peace? Talk to God about that. And two and a half minutes might not be long enough. (laughs) But if you spend two and a half minutes on that, along with all of this other, you've now prayed for 20 minutes. And next you're going to pray for your family. Psalm 133 verse 1 says, How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. We want our family to live together in unity. Isn't it grace when you have peace in your soul and also peace in your household? (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? So pray for your family. If you have a a son or a daughter that you, you, you just have no control because they make their own decisions, pray for them. Pray for families in general, not just your own families, but families throughout our community. Ask the Lord to strengthen families. Ask the Lord to strengthen your marriage. Ask the Lord to strengthen marriages of others throughout the community and uphold family relationships. And now we're moving right on up. We're almost to 30 minutes now. But we're going to pray also for the church. First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12 and also verse 27 says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So we're going to pray for the church. We're going to pray for this church, Pleasant Grove United Methodist. Pray that, that all who come here seeking the Lord will find him and will be blessed as they come. Pray for those who are outside of the church that are not coming here and don't go anywhere. Pray that the Lord finds a way, whether it's through you or someone else, to bring them here so that they can experience the love of God that we cherish when we come here. Go over the prayer list. Pray for all of these different people in the bulletin. Pray for the leaders of the church. Please pray for me. I need it. <laughs> I was just telling our prayer team that between now and the end of May, life is going to be extremely busy for me and my family and for this church. And it's all good stuff. I'm so excited about the car show that's coming up and Ash Wednesday this week and, and the uh, Dave Ramsey course is coming up and then Easter and Holy Week and all of these great things are going to happen. But it's going to be really busy. Pray that, that I do all that I need to do, and also take care of myself. Pray for all of our leaders as well, that they would lead well, and that everything that needs to be done will get done, and everything that doesn't need to be done will be forgotten about. And pray for not just this church, pray for all churches. Pray for Grove Level across the street. And pray for um, Cedar Valley, or what they changed their name to LifeGate now. So pray for them, and that's got to be difficult, changing your name. Pray for Rockbridge and Salem Baptist. You know, we're not competing against each other. Churches aren't like McDonald's and Burger King, fighting for limited resources. We're all on the same team, doing the Lord's work. Pray that we act that way and don't compete against each other, but work together to do the most good that we can, that we have that attitude, because it's hard not to sometimes. Pray for Christians that are part of the universal church all over the world. And now you're up to, I think, 25 minutes prayer. And then pray for government leaders. 1 Timothy 2, verse 2 says, Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. So spend a few minutes to pray that God would give our government leaders wisdom and understanding. Pray that they would be more concerned about doing what's right for the good of everyone than their own personal agendas. And that we would learn to to work together instead of fight each other. Pray for local, national, international concerns that all of these leaders are working on. Second Corinthians or second Chronicles verse seven or chapter seven and verse 14. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their and I will heal their land. We need God to heal our land. So let's pray for it. Now you're up to 27 and a half minutes. And We're going to finish out the prayer this way by giving thanks. It's a great way to finish 30 minutes of prayer. Now you may actually have gotten to this point and figured out that 30 minutes is not nearly long enough. <laughs> you might need more than just 30 minutes to pray. If your schedule allows it, if the kids will hold off just a little bit longer... Keep praying. That's fine. Keep on praying. God would love that. But when it's time to finish praying, think about the good gifts that God has given to you. Express your gratitude to the Lord for His care and His provision. Praise God for all He has done and for everything He will do. Praise Him that you know He's going to answer these prayers even though you don't know how or when it will be. But praise Him. Because you know he will. As 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now if you follow this simple formula. Praying each section for two and a half minutes. You will end up praying for 30 minutes. It's not really that hard. It seems daunting when you begin, but it's not. And perhaps the hardest part is making the time to, to do it and making the commitment to do it. But remember, prayer is not optional, it's essential. We must make the time and we must make it our top priority. So, this Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. It begins the 40 day season of Lent. It's a season when Christians traditionally devote themselves to prayer and spiritual development in preparation for the Easter celebration, which this year will be coming up in April. This Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. And, and then on Thursday, we begin the Lenten season and we have established Thursday as a day of prayer and fasting. And so I invite you as we close the service today, as we sing the closing hymn, come to the altar, fill in this uh, prayer list. Let's, Let's saturate that day with prayer. And uh, this Wednesday, I'm going to talk a little bit about fasting. So you'll learn about that. And that can be an optional thing that you do as well, if you would like. But our hope is to have every slot filled to complete the 24-hour prayer vigil. And you can use this formula as your prayer. And then I I want to go further. Um, Just because we pray for 24 hours on Thursday doesn't have to stop then. Why not, for the 40-day season of Lent, why not make a commitment? I'm going to pray 30 minutes every day. Whether that means getting up a little bit early or going to bed a little bit late or whenever you can work it in to your schedule. It's not hard to pray for 30 minutes, but you have to make a commitment to do it. And I believe that if you do it for 40 days And then you get to Easter. Easter's going to be a wonderful celebration. And you just might find that you like doing it so much. You want to keep on doing it. Test it out. See what happens. Prayer is the lifeblood of a person's relationship with God. You know, what would you do if you could spend 30 minutes with one of the famous athletes that you admire or some celebrity that you really, really like seeing in the movies or some important person, what would you do to have 30 minutes to spend with them? We get to spend 30 minutes or however much time we like with the God that created us and created this wonderful world that we live in. But we take it for granted. Let's all make a commitment. We're not going to take it for granted anymore. Amen.